you're back for another episode of Deadbeats, Divorces, and Dividends. I've got someone in my purple chair who's ready to chat with us about finances and real estate. So glad to have you as a part of our D3 community. Let's jump in. Hello and welcome back to Deadbeats, Divorces, and Dividends. I'm so excited she's making a face at me. My very best friend in the whole world is here with us today. So I'm excited to um, talk with her about um, some cool stuff. So this is, of course, your weekly stop for all things real estate and finance for women. So um, as always, not here to bash our guy friends. Um, We both have good guys in our lives, so we're not going to bash them, but just empowering women to live their best financial lives. So who is in the purple chair today, as I said? Uh, my best friend since the fourth grade, Joni Hollister, is here with us. Well, Joni, welcome. Thank you for being here today. I'm so excited to have you. So I start every podcast with introducing my guests and what I know about you. And I know you're probably scared. That a can little. be a little bit yeah, scary. Yeah, there's I'm a lot of things. Here, but yes. um, I promise I'll keep it PG. And we we were just discussing before recording that <laughs> you know if if an f bomb gets dropped, um, if you're not comfortable with that, this may not be the podcast for no, you. So we'll try to we'll try to watch our mouths, but we're both sailors at heart, I think. So, all right. So what I know about Joni, so you have an awesome husband named Justin and two boys who are way too old for my liking because... Yes, they are 14 and 16 now. Um, yeah, they should still be yes. babies. Uh-huh. So, but ugh. and then your sweet pup Oreo, your Great Dane. Yes. So he's a sweetie. Um, you are a badass professional who manages doctors, which Thank I you. think is probably its own. It's headache. a different level yeah. of communication. Yeah, but we're just going to call I guess, it. That. Okay, yeah. that's how that's how it goes. It's, it's different. And um, I've shared on other podcasts all the crap storm that was my life last year. And you're mm-hmm. an absolute rock when things get rough. Mm-hmm. So on a personal level, thank you for for that. But um, Joni has agreed to talk to us today um, about divorces. And I think that's something that, you know, there's not a, you know, a lot of people go through it, but a not, not a lot of people know to talk about it or how to talk about it or who to talk about it with. And so or have gone to therapy enough to yes, talk about it. Exactly. There is that as well, which is also an excellent sidebar <laughs> yes, idea for we, anybody that's we'll talk about that's that thinking that, that. that won't so, get left out. So typically what I do, Joni, and, you know, I love chicken nuggets. We have our three D3 nuggets for the episode. We dip those in the sauce. I'm just going to dip as we go. So I'm that not going to start us out with three nuggets, good. but um, we're just going to kind of talk conversationally. I'm going to ask you some questions. And I know I I prefaced her ahead of time, like, we're not going to bash anyone. We're not going to, you know, get into anything like that. But um, yeah, but to start, is there anything I forgot to mention about you? I don't think so. Okay. I think, I think you've covered it. That was you in a nutshell. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. So, so talking about divorce and I know this, but just for the listeners, kind of talk about where you were in life when your divorce happened. So, you know, as much as you want to share how old your kids were, you know, all that kind of a thing. I I am totally an open book about Mm -hmm. that part of my life. You obviously were a part of my life when all of this was going on, but I, so my kids were three and one. So I had babies. Mm -hmm. Everybody was still in diapers at the time. And my divorce lasted a very long time. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm going to focus more on the financial because I was also working full time. Mm -hmm. I had just graduated college. I had a full time job, but my spouse at the time did not have a job Mm -hmm. um, and employment was difficult for him to maintain and keep at that point in time, Mm -hmm. which was part of feeding into part of the divorce situation. So when the boys and I, my boys, so I say I will reference my boys as my boys. My crew, those, Owen, and, Owen and Griffin are yeah. my, my boys. So <laughs> Those little fellas that are uh, not little. Yeah, I was going to say, not <laughs> little at all. So both of the boys um, and myself, we moved out, and it, it led up to, I think one of the questions that we talk about is, did you know you were going to get a divorce? Mm-hmm. And at the time, I had set, we had been to marital counseling, I had set some very hard boundaries of we are not going to do this, we are not going to do this, and if these things occur, I have to leave. Like for my mental health, mm-hmm. my financial health, like I have to leave. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Those things that we had said had been blown by as boundaries and we weren't. I wasn't able to stay anymore. So when we moved out, I was in a situation where I was very fortunate to move in with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that was, it was a long, <laughs> it was a really rough. Yeah. Um, so the first two weeks, and this is very a big part of moving out, I had already set myself up financially to be able to move mm-hmm. out. So I had taken on a career. I am a nursing home administrator. Mm-hmm. And in the process of doing that, you have to work six months. Um, at the time, I was working six months for th- free at a facility to obtain my licensure mm-hmm. in Indiana. And during that time, I was working Monday through Friday at the nursing home. Mm-hmm. And then I was working on the weekends as weekend option at the hospital mm-hmm. um, as a student nurse yeah. and in uh, a tech critical care tech position. So I was gone seven days a week for about three months and in the process of those three months working for the facility they offered me a full-time position as an administrator in my program Mm -hmm. paid um i could not say no there was no way it was full benefits um it was double the pay so i went from making i think like 10 to 12 dollars an hour Mm -hmm. to making like 24 and i thought i was Rich. I mean, just out of like, college, that's a huge, it was a huge salary. salary. Yeah. Um, it, it was a huge salary. It was a big jump. And I was also being, at the same time, thrust into being a single mom. Yeah. So I had went from kind of living with someone else who was productive at one point in time, mm-hmm. did help hold a job, held, you know, the financial mm-hmm. responsibilities to being doing that all by myself. Yeah. Um, that was terrifying. Yeah. It was emotional. Yeah. It was messy. Sure. Uh, it involved lots of therapy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think the financial decision um, was a lot harder because moving out on your own, whether you're making $12 an hour or you're making $24 an mm-hmm. hour or you have a salary full-time position, it is it's incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, I remember the very first month I, I had found an apartment mm-hmm. that was within my budget, but the thing that financially was like bankrupting me was daycare. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I had two small children yeah. that needed eight hours Monday through Friday mm-hmm. at minimum. Yeah. I was working as a, an administrator in a nursing home that's more than an eight-hour-a-day job yeah. as a brand-new administrator. I was spending up to $1,400 a month 
Right. On daycare. Right. And, and I was like, and that's a huge was, expense, even if you're not a yes. single mom. So if it is, holy crap. And yeah. we didn't, we fell in that. It was a sweet spot because we fell into, I, I didn't qualify for services. Mm-hmm. So I had been on services before. Sure. So, you know, we had in Indiana, we have WIC yeah. um, and stamps and all of that. We had been in the services before. Yeah. So I'd had all of those benefits before. But with that job change, also, I came off of services. Right. So that financially, I, I didn't know how to handle the money. Sure. And I also didn't know what I was doing yeah. because I had never had that. During this whole time, I was kind of like, when we were looking over the questions, I laughed. I didn't have a cell phone yeah. until I took that yeah. job. Yeah. I was 24 yeah. before I had a cell phone. Yeah. So that... Uh, also was like something I'd never had cash for. Sure. Like that was a novelty to me. Yeah. I remember getting my flip so phone and, and being like, oh my gosh, I can call my friends now. I'm like, I'm a grown adult. Yeah. And I had friends who'd had this cell phones, okay. right? Yeah. I had friends who had cell phones for years, but yeah. we, I didn't have the money for it. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. it was it was totally different. Yeah. So moving out on our own, having have an apartment that was like legitimate, mm-hmm. you know, $900 a month for rent yeah. and $1,400 for daycare, I was already like there's not my, there's my well, paycheck. There's yeah. paychecks. Yeah. Like that yeah. we were already in financial troubles yeah. on top of getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. Um and in in the state of Indiana, if you move out of the county that you live in mm-hmm. and you move into a different county, you have to wait three months before you can file. Oh, okay. That's kind of a it was perfect because in that three months, I one was able to obtain an attorney, mm-hmm. um, a family practice attorney, and I was able to like get myself settled. Mm-hmm. Um, I and got myself into therapy. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a lot of therapy services out there that are free. You just have to find them. Yeah. I think um, after COVID, they're a lot more accessible now yeah. than they used to be. Um, or you have to find insurance that works out with that. Yeah. I would. I am a huge. You know this. I, absolutely. I'm a huge advocate of yeah. therapy, um, and therapy was the only way I yeah. was probably going to get through the divorce in one yeah. piece. And I'm going to throw in something about you, just because I know this. Like <laughs> yes. we're talking about finances, like you are one of the most frugal people that I know. So, and I don't mean that. I mean you and I both like nice things. I think that's not what I mean. Like travel is where we both yes, throw yes, change at things. But you yes. are not, you know, you're not like, oh gosh, you know, we need to eat out every night mm-hmm. or, you know, that no. is like the opposite of you. So, you know, I think a lot of people are like, okay, I could make a few budgetary changes and make this work. Like you were already, you know, I, we already toe on the line kind of thing. <clears throat> yes. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I already, like, I remember, um, I went to see our friends mm-hmm. who were all, you know, I hung out with people that were the same age, but I was really the first person who had kids. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I got married at 19. By 24, we were separated. And I had Owen at 22 and Griffin at 23. Mm -hmm. So I was already... And I didn't get married till I was 23. So so your kid was in my wedding. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he was in the wedding. Um, I had a different... I had a whole different, like, leading up to. Mm -hmm. So when we would go hang out with friends, you guys had, like, cell phones and, like, money to go out and I was like so I haven't been out in like four months this is awesome I didn't go out we just didn't have the money to so I didn't go out to eat I didn't do those kind of things those were my luxury things at that time yeah and and I also in that process made the decision that 
I'm not doing, this is not the lifestyle yeah. I want. I don't want this, which is why I finished school, pushed myself yeah. through school and finished to do things. Yeah, because it would have been really easy for you to say, I am a full-time mom to two tiny kids. This is not happening. Yeah, and that's I'm, okay if that's the decision you make, but you know, it's also... Yeah. I didn't, I, I love, I will always, I will always, always say this. I was a certified nurse aide. Mm -hmm. That is the hardest job yeah. I have ever held ever yeah. in my entire life. It is backbreaking. It is underappreciated. It is also the highest population of single moms that you wow. will run into. Yeah. So as an administrator, the girls that worked for me a lot, and I'll, there are guys that work that yeah. position too, yeah. but the ladies that worked for me were also in the same boat yeah it, it, it's a and this could be a whole nother yeah, podcast in yeah, itself yeah, yeah. of like job reform <laughs> yeah. but um and healthcare reform mm -hmm. that is something that when you until you have lived that you don't really know that i'm sure um i i so, have no frame of reference for that i'm like yeah i'm sure it's very physically demanding oh you're gosh. probably like shut up this, <laughs> this is so hard yeah. oh my gosh my back is killing me yeah. or until you have taken care of someone's bodily functions I'm sure. yeah. that are an adult we're yeah. not talking kids i'm talking an adult yeah. You have a different frame. It's yeah. just different. I'm sure. I'm sure. Different reference, yeah. different frames. So anyways. I awesome. No, no, no. You're fine. That's but, that's literally the point of our podcast yes. is to get off track with good topics. <laughs> but well, I wonder if you might share a little bit more. So you said that you had um, kind of, you know, you you had put the boundaries in place. And I think in the back of your mind probably were like, OK, I need to plan if this divorce is coming. And mm -hmm. you said you kind of prepared. What what things, again, financially or otherwise, did you do? Obviously, therapy. Um, yes. But to kind of prepare yourself. So. so you were aware of this at the time mm -hmm. when it was going on. So there was a massive amount of credit card debt. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm talking 30,000 plus. Yeah. So it's we're not talking like chump change. And some of it you didn't know about until yes. you really started digging. Yeah. yeah. So what I did um, was a credit search. I uh -huh. did a credit search for the first time as an adult. Mm -hmm. um, and those are free. You can yeah. get them free. I, I think I even had you help me with that. AnnualCreditReport.com if anyone wants to know. <laughs> yes. I was say. You don't get a score, but you can see what open accounts you have and collections and that kind of a thing. Yes, yeah. and there was a alarming amount that I was not aware of. Um, that I mean, we even talked recently, there were P.O. boxes. Like yes. There were lots of things you didn't know about. There was yeah. a lot of things that had been opened up in my name um, and my social security number. And when I found that information, I didn't know what to do with sure. it. I think at that time you were graduate, you were in your master's mm -hmm. program and working on the family yeah. social. I was not doing this as a living. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it yeah. was very much a conversation of, holy cow, how do I get myself out of this right. giant hole I didn't even know I had? Right. Um, and I started small. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I will, this is, I'm not a Dave Ramsey fan. We're not, I'm not going to get started on that. Some of the concepts. Yes. The debt snowball is a good idea. The debt snowball yeah. was one that, if you can make it work, mm -hmm. if it's something that fits in your yeah. life, you can you can do right. it. Um, I could take like one piece yeah. <laughs> of the whole process yeah. and finding out what my debt was first because I really did not know. Right. And this was even before we separated. Yeah. This was sitting down and saying, I we have over thirty thousand dollars in credit card debt. Mm -hmm. We cannot do this. Yeah. We are not on a path to even come close to paying right. this off right. in five years because yeah. um, I think we looked at like I think the payments were like over $1,500 a month mm -hmm. and that was 
no, right. we didn't have it. Right. So that was part of like, you. we cannot open up any more credit cards. We cannot do that. Yeah. My name will not be on any of them anymore mm -hmm. because I didn't realize. That involved a lot of me calling credit card companies sure. and saying, I need you to remove my name because I was a co, and I don't know if you can even do that anymore. Yeah. I was a co-loaner or something yeah, like that. Most I was of the only time you can't. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you took this out, thanks. Yeah, yeah. And I was, <laughs> so. I had done it with like two cards, mm -hmm. I believe, and they proved that I I wasn't involved yeah. in the transaction. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you didn't sign. You that's didn't. not my signature. Yes, thanks very much. Yeah. Yes, that, and that was a whole nother. Mm -hmm. That's messy in sure. itself, but sure. that was a huge part of it. So at the time that we got divorced. Um, the conversation was in our filing, I was like, I'm, I'm not taking these credit cards. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge, huge, huge fight um, that ended up in my favor because my name was not on any of sure. that. So I had, and we're talking like a year, I think I had my name off of those at least. Mm -hmm. So it was a, a long year, yeah. but it was a year of like financial, kind of working towards my own financial independence. Yeah. Um, didn't have a car in my name. Had to switch that up. I mm -hmm. had we had two vehicles, both were paid for, but I didn't have one in either of my name. Mm -hmm. So when Licensure came up to renew, I put added myself on to one of the vehicles, mm -hmm. at least one. Yeah. So that when I did separate, I did have a car. Right. Because at the time I I didn't have a car. Well, that and you know, with, with that debt being hanging over you, who knows if you could have gone and bought a car. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. Didn't have that. Um, so when I moved, I, I got lucky. When we and the boys moved out, we moved to a, a retirement home. <laughs> <laughs> it was available. It was good. It's like my favorite story. So our neighbors were both like 80 plus years. And me and the, boy me and the boys lived in a condo. And you lived in the same neighborhood as your grandma, right? Yes. If I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. My grandma lived in the assisted living yeah. and we lived outside in the independent villas. It was a looking back. I would do that over in a heartbeat. That's funny. Yeah. She would. I would walk her over and eat dinner yeah. with us. My yeah. kids remember their great grandma very specifically, yeah. and it's such a good because they got you that know one how on much. one. Yeah, they yeah. Got grandparents' hearts. Yes, I was <laughs> absolutely. Say, we can All talk about hearts. that forever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yes, we had that opportunity, but financially, it was really all I could afford, mm -hmm. and I got super lucky. It was nine hundred and some dollars a month. I got lucky because like. Uh, cable was included, mm -hmm. utilities were included, and my cell phone was being covered by work. So I had like everything that I needed yeah. at a set yeah. amount. I didn't have to worry about the fluctuation of utilities. Is the gas bill, it, you know, it was five yeah. below and, this week. Is yes. anybody, you know, how's my gas bill going to look I next got month? Yeah. extremely lucky with that. Yeah. Um, the part I maybe didn't get so lucky is you can't, I live there for uh, three three years, I think it was. You can't really date in a retirement home. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking to move on in other ways, not so good. Yeah, don't do that. It causes a lot of problems. That's, That's still hilarious to me. It's well, and I'm sure your neighbors keep a tab on oh, yes. you too. Yeah. yeah, they knew uh -huh. the boys kept tabs on us. Yeah, it was good times. I love <laughs> That's that. That's great. I love that. So, um, so it sounds like really what you did to kind of prepare was really just separating Mm -hmm. separating things into that's a good point yeah i did not have my own bank account yeah um we had always shared mm -hmm. and actually up until we separated we still did share mm -hmm. but i did not have my own debit card mm -hmm. i did not have uh my own checking i had never really established myself individually because i got married at 19 yeah, yeah. um it, it just wasn't i just didn't have to right, <clears throat> right. so that was really different yeah 
um, I didn't really open up my own savings account or do any of the things that like other people mm-hmm. do or stash money. I didn't have money to stash. Sure, like there sure. was no stashing of cash. Yeah, like I found 50 cents on the couch today. Bonus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. was no stashing of cash. So I didn't have like the, that was one of the things I was reading about. Like, oh, when you're single, you can save my, no, girl, I was begging for no. ramen noodles. Like no. I got to figure out how I'm feeding the boys for yeah. the rest of the week. Right. It was very different. Right. I remember. And I'm, again, you know, but we, yeah. there were a couple of times because I had just started my first big girl job when mm-hmm. all of this was going on. And we, your, um, the assisted living or the nursing home that you worked for while you were doing your training was not far down the road from where I drove every day. And I'm yes. like, let's go to lunch. And you're like, can't do it. And I'm like, I'm happy to pay. You know, so I I yes. remember that. And you're like, I'm going to pay you back one of these days. And now we're like traveling to Boston to go to concerts. <laughs> so look at us. Like, so, yeah, I, but I totally like, I think, you know, everybody's been there. But yeah, if you as a, as a grown up have not had like that independence i can imagine Mm -hmm. it's really hard to to navigate at first even if you have people around you that like can advise you and that kind of a thing it's still like and and i did i had support too Mm -hmm. i mean that's a huge part of financial independence is having people to be a good i couldn't have made it without my parents Mm -hmm. like you know this absolutely yeah there is there is no way yeah um but in the long haul if you look back attorney fees you can't budget for those like there is no way to successfully when you're in the middle of it budget for Mm -hmm. it i luckily was blessed with an attorney who he is i i love like i love him (laughs) yes and he he knows this we've talked often about this that i went to him when i was getting a divorce and i was like hey i'm making like 20 dollars an hour Mm -hmm. i promise you in three years when i have my licensure Mm -hmm. and a different job I will be able to pay you back. Yeah, and he was kind of like, "Can you can you show me?" And I was like, "I, I just just hang with me." Yeah. Um. And you know, yeah. we were in court a lot, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um. I think the first one of the things that when you do make that financial move, I think I had five thousand dollars in attorney fees in the first year. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Um. And when you're only making forty grand a year to start with. Plus, you're paying out. Plus daycare. Daycare. Plus, yeah. Plus, it, I mean, it like, it was ugly, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was, and I didn't see my friends because, right. like you said, I, financially, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the money. If you had a free time, you were picking up an extra <clears throat> shift or, you know, that yeah, kind of Yeah, I was thing doing, because I was also still working as a student nurse or an yeah. aide because I needed the money. Yeah. yeah there yeah. were other things. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yep, yep, um. Yep. So we've talked a little bit about this, but this is a highly emotional time. Like you said, it's tough. It's tough Mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons. It's not just tough on the financial side. There's emotions and trauma and all kinds of stuff that's coming up during this. Yes. So how how did you appropriately balance your finances, your mental health, (laughs) if you feel like you did appropriately balance? You know, getting that getting that professional stuff taken care of while you're, you know, so wanting to punch a wall every five minutes. Like, yeah, I can speak to this topic. So I, I found counseling mm-hmm. and I found a free counseling service through a church. OK. And this particular counselor worked outside of the church. OK. So it was like a program run through a church, worked outside of the church. It was free for like four months mm-hmm. and I needed it. And I went weekly, mm-hmm. um, and then I had to have somebody babysit the boys when yeah. I went. So there's a so whole it ended feed. up costing. Yeah, so it ended up costing. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, but I knew mentally I had to had to make it my priority. Mm-hmm. 
But also at the same time, my overall health was also tanking. Mm -hmm. I had dropped, uh, I think, 40 pounds Mm -hmm. and could not keep food in me. Everyone's like, oh, it's the divorce. It's the divorce. It's just stress. It's the divorce. Turns out it wasn't. Uh, It was a bad gallbladder. And I had emergency surgery. Mm -hmm. And so there's another financial, like I had no money to have a full-blown emergency surgery. And be off of work (laughs) and have somebody watch the kids at the same time. I get it. I get it. So that was kind of my, okay, I'm not doing so well. Mm -hmm. I need to, I need additional support. Yeah. Um, Still was not divorced yet either. So that had been drug out at this point. I made the decision uh, to move in with my parents. Mm Um, boy, oh boy. And my God love my mom and dad. They know it was a rough month. It was rough six months for all of us because my brother also moved back in because he was remodeling his house. Mm, It mm -hmm. was good stuff. Mm -hmm, It was mm -hmm. so, yeah. 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 It's, I don't, and you and I are both blessed with parents that we could move back in with. Yes. Yeah. We love them. We don't want to do that. You know, we all are better off in our own separate homes. I totally understand that. But yeah. And and that kind of leaned into another question that I yeah. I know you're not quite done with this one. No. But, you know, who did you lean on in that, you know, situation? <laughs> I know I, I felt like I got to be the, you know, hear the, oh, my God, guess what happened today? You know, I was that person. You had you your parents and your therapist. And, got. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. would get random phone calls. And yeah. it was typically when the sky was falling, yeah. which was roughly every three days. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was rough. But yes, moved in with mom and dad. Um, Then I couldn't work Mm -hmm. because I had been sick. Yeah. Um, So I think my mental health, uh, my parents realized that I was not doing well. Mm -hmm. I think that was when they were kind of genuinely concerned for me. And I think everyone who hadn't seen me in a while also was generally Mm -hmm. concerned because I looked. Yeah. I didn't look healthy. Right. Like I right. looked ill. Yeah. Like yes. it, was, yeah. it was bad. Yeah. Um, they said, you know what? I think you need to quit. I think you need to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so living with them, I left my job, mm-hmm. um, took kind of intermittent PRN work, mm-hmm. didn't do anything, was still waiting to test for my licensure. Mm-hmm. Um had not I failed I did that yeah. too yeah. so I, I failed my test well, so gee, then what else was going on at yeah. the time it, you know <laughs> yes you're so, so focused on it <laughs> yeah that's exactly right I'm like so how do I feed you guys tonight I don't take this test tomorrow it's yeah. like a huge three-hour test so I fail this test I kind of like realize that my life is I'm spiraling mm-hmm. out of control at this yeah, point. Yeah. I am leaning on all of my friends. Mm-hmm. You had really taken a brunt of it. My parents had taken a brunt mm-hmm. of it. I had other friends that we were close to that were watching the kids yeah. when I was working yeah. for free. Yeah, um, I mean, you remember my mm-hmm. adventures in babysitting. During gra- I've never watched a small child before in my life. And I loaned her the kids. In my hair. It was so great. I loaned her the kids and was like, here, best wishes. Love you. Bye. <laughs> have fun at work today. And yes. I was like, I have no idea how that's going to go. It'll be fine. They'll live through it. We'll be fine. And that was like, you were more than one of those yeah. people. <laughs> that's, that that's happened okay. a lot. Yeah. Um, because I just didn't have the money to put them in daycare. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the money to work. Yeah. I mentally was. Yeah, I was in a dark, really dark yeah, place yeah. and exhausted mm-hmm. on top of it. I was just very physically exhausted. So we did that for six months. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the fifth month mark, I got a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and was a licensed nursing home administrator, yeah. passed my boards, got a job, yeah. said, you know, I was wheeling and dealing with jobs at the time and was like, I need something that's close to home because I need I needed my sure. support of my friends yeah. and my family and not in I had moved to Greensburg prior mm-hmm. to that. And really three years of living away from everybody had really changed me too. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I needed to live close to the support. Yeah. Took the job that you were yeah. your first big girl job, mm-hmm. my first real yep. big girl job. Yep. And then financially was able to hold some footing. Mm -hmm. Um, We got a rental house. I met my current husband Mm -hmm. in the process of this. The divorce was finally finalized after two years. Mm -hmm. Um, Those timelines are a little messy, but yeah. Uh, So I'd met Jay um, and Jay and I, he lived in Indianapolis. Yeah. So financially he has his own complete life. I am now on my own living in a house on my Mm -hmm. rental. I'm able to support us, but I have nothing for savings. Yeah. There's no uh, room for error. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No more gallbladder surgery. Yeah, there yeah. was no. Yeah. And, and then I had kids who were constantly sick. So I still had daycare that was going to be a soon factor. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of. And again, still trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, I have small toddlers who are focusing with split houses yeah. and split lots of drama there Mm -hmm. and so they ended up going into counseling Mm -hmm. at a young age so now we have myself in counseling and both kids allocating as much money to that as i can Mm -hmm. recognizing that we have to like we're not functioning yeah Yeah, we're not functioning at that point so i'm we're i'm leaning on a lot of family at this Mm -hmm. point again like i would not turn down a hey do you want to come over for dinner you bet it i love that thank you so much for having us (laughs) I will bring yeah. paper plates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah. will do the dishes. Yeah. Um, so, and I, my friends all recognized that I was like a hot mess. So we yeah. left, we left uh, gifts on your doorstep a couple times. Oh I think. God. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Bottles of wine. <laughs> There's a lot of things. I was like, Just, oh, yeah. I could not function without my girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I want to again brag on you because I know this about you, but like, just like a year or two after all of that you bought this amazing home that you still oh. live in you know what i mean mm-hmm. you've which i know was a whole like whole a win on a whole other level for you to have had all of this crap going oh gosh, on yeah. and then you know to be and i say this uh, like where we grew up was a small town yes small houses yep people that your your parents built what was seen as a mansion when we were in high school like you yes. know what i mean like so the house that you bought, I'm sure you got a lot of, well, look at Joni buying this house, you know, towards yeah. Indy and, you know, that kind of a thing. And it's, yeah. I, it was, so yeah. I'm going to back up to the first house that we went to yeah, and how it was travesty of a mess. Yeah. So we, uh, I had a realtor. And um, later a murder crime scene. <laughs> that's, a whole, that's a whole another podcast. That's actually on the, that's like 48 hours. A true crime we on could, that one. Yeah. Um, so... I had a realtor and we had a specific house. We had moved to, and I'm fine to say, yeah. we moved to Greenfield mm-hmm. and we had a rental. Jay and I were living together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we were at that yeah. point. Um, <laughs> Timeline is very. North Carolina. <laughs> okay. Um, we were living together. We moved into a rental in Greenfield to make sure it was the house we wanted, the area we yeah. wanted. Yeah. Not ideal, financially, ideally, not the best decision yeah. that I've made. But we didn't know if we liked the town. Yeah. Like, neither one of us had lived there, right. had not been around the school systems. Um, the boys were in, let's see, first grade and second grade? No, second. 
Yeah, first and mm-hmm. second grade. We moved at the end of the in the spring, um, right mm-hmm. before spring break or right after spring break. So we went, you know, had a rental for a year. We looked at houses. After we'd been there about six months, mm-hmm. we were like, okay, time to get serious about yeah. this. And during this whole process, though, I had been working on my credit score right. um, because it was There was a not... lot of trash left over mm-hmm. that was not your fault. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah. But I also had things that were my responsibility. Mm-hmm. I had student loan debt that mm-hmm. I hadn't checked. Yeah. I, I really let that go. Yeah. Um, and it was like... It would be embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah. When you go to some, like you were my best friend yeah. at the time. And yeah. I'm like, yo, you know my dirt. So yeah. here it is. Right. But that was one of the things that I loved about you in that mm-hmm. spot was you have seen it all. Oh, it's, I can tell pretty quickly if a divorce was amicable or not by that decree. So, yes. <laughs> When it's red curtains in the bedroom go to the wife and blue <laughs> curtains in the kitchen go to the husband, some yeah. stuff hit the fan. Like <laughs> mattresses being rejected. <laughs> great. Uh, yes. Great times. Yes. Do okay. not my case me, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I so, was anyway. having a discussion with someone last night that I my case people and I'm a little questionable about them. If so. you don't do that and that's new to you, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's in a, too. that's, a, an that's Indi- a make sure you know what you're working with. That is an Indiana court search uh, site that you can just uh, Google you can and kill hours, <laughs> hours. Find some stuff you don't want to know, but yeah. yeah anyways, <laughs> I love that's it. great. I love it. But no, but you were also and in, in talking about leaning on like I know your parents were super helpful in that yep. process and you know just just getting that figured out and, and my you. parents and I, we you know we had sat down um prior and they had said this is you're going to be we're giving you a set amount of dollars mm-hmm. to buy your house mm-hmm. um they had done the same for my brother mm-hmm. they had done the same well in different cases my, right there's your brother's a race car driver so he had yeah. gotten some help that way and, his yeah. hobbies are a lot more than mine <laughs> Um, we'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah. We still do that. Financially, both of us are very sound yeah. individuals. Yeah. Uh, and you did my brother's I did as well. yeah. loan for his house. Um, Tony and Natalie. Yeah. They're, they're awesome house. Yeah. That's my other crew. Yeah. They, so when we bought the house that we're in now, the conversation was, hey, we have this allotted amount. But six months before that, we had found this house, um, loved it. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Jay liked it. The kids liked it. We had an inspection done, mm-hmm. got the loan approved um, in the process, a pre-approval, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And then in the inspection, there was a concern about the foundation. Mm-hmm. And we were a little like, okay, let's get a specialist. It was an additional $500 for me to do. Yeah. And I, at the time, I was like, I don't have the money yep. to do this. That is funny. I feel like a home inspection has come up on every podcast. And I know it's the world I live in, but I'm like, I know it's expensive, but please get a home. And you are like the poster child for why you spend oh that gosh. $500 to yes. do that. Yeah. So the home inspection, it brought up, hey, there may be a foundation issue I suggest the home inspector suggested go with someone who does foundation. An additional like foundation. An additional yeah. foundation inspection. And I'm like, really? And he's like, Yes, it's gonna be expensive, but I think you need to do it. I something is wrong. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. That wasn't his area of yeah. expertise, but he was very straightforward with yeah. us. Thank thank you, Jerry, for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. The realtor has a foundation specialist that she uses. Mm-hmm. She contacts them and they say hey, this foundation is off by four and a half inches. Wow. 
and it's called what street creep okay there is I, a, this, to this day the only time i've ever heard of street creep google it so, yeah. there's so much on it yeah. like there's a lot on it yeah. but so it had street creep and the way the house is positioned is there is a stop sign in front of the driveway that is say if you're at a t mm-hmm. at a, I'm using my hands, obviously. Yeah, no one can so, see yeah. that. So, like, you come to a T, and the house is on the other side of the T, mm-hmm. and the road that tees up to it was pushing the road, which was pushing the driveway up into the basement foundation of the house. Yeah. It needed, I think it was a $5,000 fix, he mm-hmm. said, roughly. You cut some concrete, mm-hmm. you move some things, and it could be fixed. Yeah. It was not an issue to be fixed. Sure. He said it needed to be done, and our loan was contingent on yes. it being fixed. Yes. So again, we bring it to the seller mm-hmm. and say, hey, this is what's going on. Right. We cannot, I cannot get the financing if the house has these foundational issues. Yeah. This is a, is a problem. Um, she loses her mind. Mm-hmm. I, that's all I can say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there, She got an attorney. They mm-hmm. tried to sue us mm-hmm. to buy the house. Mind you, I had this is the first time I'd made an offer on a yeah, house. Yeah. Like so this is your first like dipping your toe into big girl yeah, stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I, I am full panic. Yeah. Like full panic. Yeah. Um I call I think I called you and was like, I'm getting sued to buy a house. Yeah. What the f bleep, bleep, yeah. bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that comes in. And yeah. I thankfully again call my attorney and mm-hmm. he's like, What the heck? Yeah, he he t- talks to this attorney and says she's she's really legitimately trying to sue you for the house. Yeah. Ends up being that we lose our escrow money in this, mm-hmm. which I think was a thousand dollars at the time. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Right. I'm not happy about it. Bless and release. It's yeah. yes, it <laughs> exactly. Was, yep. I was yep. to say that I was bitter. Hmm, yep. Yeah. So we pass on that house and end up buying a house. I mean, it's seven houses away. Yes. <laughs> You can see that house from your house. It's fine. Um, We ended up, and it went on the market the day that we did the blessing Uh thing, like we're done with it. It went on the market. We went to look at it, looked at it, loved it. It was 50,000 more than what we had looked at. It was still within my budget, but it was, I think, 50,000 more. Made an offer, signed, sealed, closed that deal within a month. Yeah. And it went. And you've lived there ever since. Yeah. That transaction was glorious yeah. and beautiful yeah. um because i don't know if you remember this too like at first you're like i don't i don't think we're gonna buy a very big house you oh, know and that geez. kind of thing and then you Idiot. know but you also were one of the recipients and people don't know that this happened all during 2020 and all during 2021 there were not that many houses for sale that people wanted to buy so people like Joni here started getting all kinds of text messages like <laughs> i will offer you five hundred and seventy five thousand dollars cash yeah you can take it yeah exactly <laughs> so Joni keeps texting me every so often what's my what's my bottom dollar i was like well the problem is you have to have a house to move into if oh, you yeah. decide to sell that is a fine so line. yeah so i think you you've made it that was a very good financial decision <laughs> yes. after all of your yeah. your stuff that you had going on and everything like that i mean jay but, and i said well half a million no a million we'll take it for a million yeah like you can just you can have it for a million dollars cash. cash it's yeah fine. i it's can maybe good. find something for a million dollars cash <laughs> yeah. we'll see yeah <laughs> i love completely it completely unrealistic i love it because of course they didn't know yeah they didn't yeah 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 yeah, we, yeah. but you know and but i yes, feel like we've been there seven eight eight years almost yeah. eight years now yeah yeah so <laughs> yes. i'll say about that yes. but well to kind of 
finish this up here. What yeah. advice do you have for somebody contemplating divorce? I really, I, I just what I've seen, and I obviously have not been through a divorce. Um, I've seen friends go through it and, you know, it seems like there's varying levels of mm-hmm. drama. Um, you know, I, I've talked to other people and they're like, yeah, it was lovely. We just didn't want to be married anymore. Kind yes. of a thing. It didn't have a lot of that with it. I, I love your idea of like, okay, I really started to f- to get stuff figured out before, you know, and I think that was part of those boundaries that you talked about earlier was like, yep. you know, taking control of your own financial because, you know, my husband very well. And I had him on the podcast and I joke that like he only cares if his debit card works like he has no idea what's in his 401k or my 401k or our savings account. Like as long as his check, you know, as long as his debit card works for him to buy records, he's fine. So Alex was yeah. that way. When you met him, yes. as long we, as we discussed that, you oh know, he goodness. was a ghost when we I first oh yeah about his car. He and, you absolutely know, that was, thing, so. and it's very funny, you know, when when we when I introduced you guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, Joni introduced me to Alex. Yeah, as well. I have to take credit for that because uh-huh, I, I screwed up some other things along the way. But um, <laughs> that one, <was, laughs> um, that uh, he was so unaware of his financial situation. Mm-hmm. That, that I he just he was not and I love Alex to it death. wasn't a, that is just absolutely not his personality yes. to give a crap like if he could yeah. live in a world without money I think he would do it yeah like, he yeah. would he would function just fine mm-hmm. it's just not how he yeah. is yeah absolutely. but as far as like divorce goes yeah <laughs> not Alex yeah. <laughs> um, he I think he was also involved a lot in our in my divorce mm-hmm. too really cause, well because we should mention so your ex-husband and Alex worked together mm-hmm. and that's how we got introduced yes. and so we would hang out as couple friends quite a bit yeah and yeah. alex got a different take on when we separated mm-hmm. he very different yeah. take on it you know he had well you you should have money you should have that and i'm like yeah but i don't yeah like but we don't mm-hmm. um and he was involved in some of the purchases yeah. that he thought we had would, money for and it would be a don't tell Joni. i'm gonna put this in the trunk so she doesn't see it you know some of those yeah. kinds of things there were so, yeah, yeah there was a lot of things that alex would be like dude that's not Mm -hmm. good so as far as like advice for the divorce part i think you know if that's the thing is some people have a different there's varying divorce situations Mm -hmm. sure ours involved children and really debt division it didn't involve like but you didn't have a house to sell at the time i mean some of those kinds of things you didn't have no didn't have a house didn't have 401ks yeah that were of worth anything right, right. um didn't have vehicles that were of worth anything mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of assets yeah. essentially yeah. assets that we didn't have we had other things we had children we had possessional items mm-hmm. but that was really it yeah so that made the financial part of our divorce was quick mm-hmm. because there was not a lot to divide once you got the debt stuff figured once, out yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and i i'd never done that is probably the hardest part of mm-hmm. it was hey this is a problem we need to offshoot this yeah. and figure this out. Yeah. And after that, I think it was it was okay. It was not easy. Right. Um, it, I depended on my parents and my friends a lot. Right. It was not an easy task, yeah. but it's doable. Yeah. If you take some structure to it, read some books. Mm-hmm. I think you know, educating yourself a little bit on you know what's the best checking account to open. Yeah. What's the best you know whatever like there's different ways because i've talked with other people about you know like i had an insurance agent on and she's we talked about you want to find somebody that's going to advise not just sell you something but advise mm-hmm. you on what to and and hopefully i was that for you with your mortgage like oh yeah let's absolutely make sure if you're going to make the biggest purchase of your life because for most people your house is your biggest purchase that it's what you want or if it's not what you want you know you'll have a plan to 
you know, upgrade in five year that later change. on, which I think is initially what you were planning to do. Like, let's dip our toe into homeownership, mm-hmm. see how it goes, you know, that kind of thing. And sometimes you end up staying there for 25 years. And it which just, I, yeah. I think is what will happen. I think we initially thought, okay, this isn't going to be the long term, but we've settled in. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems to be a house that we, well, first off, we've done a ton to it, yeah. but yeah. it just works. It works for our family yeah. style and, yeah. and it's it's been a good fit for us yeah. location and stuff yeah, like that. I think, you know, it's, and I think a lot of people, I think in divorce, especially because it is emotional and, you know, and I'm sure you, I don't think you ever voiced it to me, but I'm sure at some point you felt like, well, who's going to, who's going to get my friends when this, you know, when we decide to separate, is it, you know, um, and I'm glad you got Alex and I in the divorce. That's great. But, um, you know, but I think some of that, but just knowing that you do have, you lose a lot of social connections. You, you have a lot of people that you, initially as a couple are friends with mm-hmm. that when you divorce you you don't anymore yeah. and your social circle shrinks your work circle mm-hmm. can kind of shrink your I'm sure people just don't know what to say it's kind of like a, a, a grief situation two yes. people don't know what to say they don't you know do you want to talk about it do you not want to talk about it do you family you have family dynamics change dramatically yeah, yeah. Um, especially if you have kids involved you have this set of grandparents mm-hmm. and this set of grand like there's things right and you, and you have to make a lot of decisions that are not fun. Yeah. Taxes, I think, is one that nobody really thinks oh, about yeah, when think about you're that. separated versus being actually divorced. Mm-hmm. Who gets what yeah. portion of the taxes? And I've, I've seen, you know, I such and such claims this kid and the other person claims this kid or we switch off every other year. Or, you know, that yep. those decisions have to be made. And, yeah. and you don't really, in the midst of it, know how that's going to pan out. Mm-hmm. For you, mm-hmm. you don't really know how that works. But, yeah. yes, the visitation and all of Mm -hmm. the child support that's a huge child support can be a huge factor for a lot of people um and even i mean i have people that it prevents them from qualifying for a loan because they have to pay it or you know that something funky was set up and that you can't go back to you can't pay to go back to court to Mm -hmm. have it changed there's a lot of different Child support can be a super hot topic. Yeah. It, not so much. I probably could do a whole podcast about child support, you, honestly. You, so you probably could yeah. because it, it affects so many people who they, everyone involved with child support either thinks it's fair or unfair. Mm-hmm. There is no like, eh, there's no eh yeah. to it. There, It's very hard lines. Right. It depends on which side of it you're on. There's just, it's messy. Yeah. Yeah. It is very messy. I would agree with that. And I've, again, seen a lot of divorce decrees and child support worksheets and, you know, all the things. Yes. And it's, yeah, it's, well, that's a fun. We'll, we'll do another podcast in the future. Yeah. About I don't, I'm not a good example for that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's others that are better for uh, that. Yeah. But yes. Well, so, and I threw this out to you. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you got a chance. So I try to end on a fun note with everybody. So funny fling question for you. If your life were a movie, what, what movie would it be? So... With having two teenage boys mm-hmm. and my spouse, mm-hmm. currently Jay is, more than one person has said this to him. He is like having slightly another teenager at times. Okay. I okay. love him, but mm-hmm. he keeps me mm-hmm. not so grounded. Yeah. He keeps me like free. Yeah. I-, I can't decide if we're like a clerks <laughs> <laughs> or if. We're Goonie level, okay. or like we're a very classic '80s chaos movie. Okay, okay. I don't. What other? Good? Yeah, like you need like a cleaning montage in your life. Yes. And yeah. Like there's just there's some things. There's like I like what what's a good teenage boy oh. like Sandlot. Like there's yeah. a lot of like that. Um, 
what is it? I can't think of what the movie. I need Alex here. I know, Alex he is w- probably screaming he at would me know. right now. He would know. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Clerks has too much drugs in it. But yeah. like there's. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. There's just that. I know what you mean. Uh, there's lots of awkward. Yeah. I have extremely witty children, mm-hmm. which I mean, Jay's taught them all that. Yeah. I'm not yeah, that. Yeah. So, that, but that's. In, We're starting the comebacks at our house, too, because Joni and I both live in a house full of dudes. So it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's, it's rough sometimes. Dudeville. Uh, well, yeah. do you have any socials that you want me to shout out on the podcast? So Joni, as we've been like, we've randomly messaged each other the most random things. <laughs> but you're you're an amazing. You love cooking. Oh, I it's do. It's so stress relieving for you. I do. So um, you'll send me these beautiful meals that you make. And I, yeah. I do love to cook, which yeah. is great when I have teenagers at home. Yeah. Now, five years from now, I'm going to have to figure out a lot of leftovers going on. I have to figure out an outlet. So as far as socials go, I'm on Facebook a lot, but you know, it is what it is. It's Facebook. Um, I do have an Instagram. It's private. So you'll have to like just, and it's not, um, I see, this is how bad I am. You get on there, but you don't know what your handle is. It's okay. You don't have to share it if you don't want to. I don't have to necessarily. That's it. It's see it for what it is, um, is my handle. Um, and then, uh, LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn I probably use the most okay. because it's my professional one yeah, and I have yeah. a lot of work-related yeah. contacts. And on that. that note, we're going to have you on a future episode yes. talking about some work stuff. So I, I want yes. to have more of a fun friend chat with you yes. this time. But yeah, yeah. The, the work stuff will be fun, too. Just a different, 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 different angle. Type of things. Yeah. 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 And then because I'm a, a mortgage lender, I love a closing day. So I'll kind of close it out. We'll see. So we didn't do our three nuggets. So I'm going to tell you That's three true. nuggets that I that I got sauce on while we were talking. So I think a, just knowing who you have to lean on Mm -hmm. if you're your support. Yeah, absolutely. Um, B it's okay to know what's going on in your own financial life. Even if you maybe have a spouse that tells you, you don't need to know or girl, you um, need to know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You should know, um, you know, know your own credit scores, Mm -hmm. know all of that. And I honestly, that's a person thing. That's not just a female thing. Like anybody needs to know, you know, my husband needs to know how to pay the electric bill. If I get hit by a bus, that's on our next, it's already, (laughs) it's already covered. Somebody's going to take care of him. So love you, Alex, very much. But um, yes, (laughs) Um, and then, you know, just I love that you're such an advocate for therapy because mm. and I know the world in general is moving towards that not being so stigmatized. But there's still a lot of people that absolutely would not. I don't need 13, that. I can't do 13 that. years ago when I was going through yeah. this, it was still a stigma. Yeah. They were like, why are you going to therapy? And I'm like, I'm a wreck. Yeah. Get in my figure it out. Yes. <laughs> my doing. anxiety yeah. is so bad. Yeah. I can't function like this is not healthy. Yeah. Yes. If and there's so many different options. I think the best, my favorite, is easily like you can just FaceTime somebody now. Yeah. Through a therapy. Like yeah. you can do it from your bed. Right. Like if you're tired, you don't want to yeah. get dressed and actually go see someone. I did some grief counseling this summer and I did yes. it from my office. Yes. I just sat at my desk and did my counseling. Like, like it, yeah. take it with you. Like there's so many yeah. different options now for it. But yeah. yes, I am a very big therapy advocate. Yeah. My kids, my kids still go. We I still go. That. I love that. So, so. Well, it's needed. Awesome. Well, Joni, thanks again for making the trip here. And Joni's been sitting in my purple chair. So I will see everybody next week from the purple chair and have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to Deadbeats, Divorces, and Dividends, A Woman's Guide to Real Estate and Finance with me, your host, Laura Mickler. D3 is produced by Kristen Pickett and recorded and edited at Winter Freeze Records by Aaron Winter. See you next week for my purple chair.